Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching, worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit LifeWay.com slash Feast to learn more. This is the Mark Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Join Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman on an Alaskan cruise next summer. Start planning now so you can see the fingerprints of God as you explore Skagway, Juneau, and Victoria, British Columbia. Dive into teaching, music, storytelling, fellowship, and much more. You'll want to be able to say, I will be here, and have someone go there with you. Invite a friend, your husband, your Bible study group. There's really no better place to live out loud. Register today and we'll see you there. Lifeway.com slash cruise. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. It's the two of us again, and today's episode, we get to talk about our like all the things and pe- things that people wanted to hear from us. Yeah, so we asked you on Lifeway Women's Instagram. If you're not following Lifeway Women on Instagram, you should do that um, because we sometimes ask y'all questions, what you want to hear about, and so we put out a poll and so we're going to discuss some of the things that y'all wanted to hear or that those who voted wanted to hear so if you don't want to hear these things you need to start following lifeway women instagram and start voting in those polls (laughs) yes absolutely it's spring elizabeth yes i'm so it is are you glad i am glad i like the cold weather i like being cold but i um in nashville I feel like the winter just kind of gets gray and it's just gray and cold and it's not, there's no snow. (laughs) It's like, and we just have to go about our lives. And I don't love that. I would love to be like holed up in a cabin somewhere where it's snowing. I I really hope that this spring it like sticks because there's a that kind of that fall spring where it's like, ooh, you get the taste of spring and then all of a sudden oh, we're going to get a freeze or we're just going to get that last little bit of whatever. And so I don't know. What's your, is that your favorite spring, your favorite season? I think we've talked about this before. My favorite is fall. Me too. But I mean, I like spring. It's like the second fall, you know, it's because it's similar weather. You're just coming out of the cold and into the heat. 
So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, but similar do, weather, but different seasons. I get very excited when I stop by the, you know, kind of the big box stores. I'm not going to name names, but and I start seeing flowers and I think, yes. oh, it's time to start planting my flowers outside. Although last year, no kidding, I was so upset, Elizabeth. I had I had planted 200 tulip bulbs and I have deer that ate all of my oh, tulips. No. The ones that came up and they started blooming one morning I went out there and they had chopped them all down in the middle of the night. So I was, a, and I love my deer, but that, that was a yeah. little rough. I was not real happy with them. So two, I do, I really, really like tulips, even though they don't yeah. stick around very long. They're very pretty. I like those. And the, da- and the daffodils. Yeah. Which I actually, I've, yeah, I've seen yeah, some. Have you I've seen, seen some? some? Yeah. So we're recording this during one of those fall springs. Um, it's very warm outside right now, but I think the rest of the week is supposed to be cold. Um, but I've seen daffodils already. Well, and I think the other reason that I spring has never been my favorite is because Mm -hmm. of my years in Oklahoma. And spring is just windy. It's Mm -hmm. tornadoes and a lot and hail. And so we don't look forward to those things. We look forward to a little bit warmer weather. But anytime the tornadoes are coming and we get them here in Nashville, too, in the south. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely tornado season. So we'll um, keep that in mind. (laughs) But yes, I am. My birthday's in the spring, so I I do like it for that reason. But yeah, it's always raining on my birthday weekend too, because there's a lot of rain in the spring. But overall, we like it. I feel like we've named a lot of negative things about the spring, but it's a great season. It's a great (laughs) new life. We celebrate Easter. We celebrate Easter. We celebrate Mother's Day. It's a great time. That's true. Let's think about the positive things in spring. Just, I mean, it's a great time to go out walking, and yes. the, it, and it is. It's getting warmer, so you can get your short sleeves out, and you can start wearing shorts. And then yeah. I have, then I have really white legs, so that's not good either. <laughs> but you know, hey, you can get some more that. vitamin D. It's great. Yeah, it's a good time. That's right. That's right. All right. All right. Enough, <laughs> enough about that. Yes, that's been weather with Kelly and Elizabeth. Yes. So now we have what you voted for. So what you voted for the most most people wanted to hear about trends in women's ministry and i told kelly i was going to rely on her expertise here because she is the women's ministry expert so kelly what are some trends that you're seeing in women's ministry right now such a great question so (laughs) i I get to write this blog for the life of women blog every year and this year was probably it was hard because we're still like we've had a couple of years of pandemic and so the trends were really skewed a little bit in different ways but we are seeing a few things i don't think there's like huge changes i don't think there's like I set the alarms off because everything is changing yeah. uh, because we're still doing Bible studies. We're still gathering and we're getting back to gathering. So that would be one of my things to say is that women are coming back to events. I mean, we're seeing that even at Lifeway. I think mm-hmm. at churches, I'm seeing more and more churches saying, Hey, we haven't been able to plan yeah. something to, to get our women together and we are ready to do it. So whether you're doing a simulcast with us or you're doing your own thing, I think that's a good thing. Now I got the hiccups too. But I think that women <laughs> coming back to events, that's a good yeah. trend. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And I've definitely seen that even like just in my own church. Like we've now started, we've d- been doing more women's events. We've been having, we went on a women's retreat. Um, and so I think that's definitely true. And we have lots of events 
through Lifeway. If you want to make it easy and just join us, um, that's very minimal planning. And I know a lot of churches don't have a ton of um, resources or maybe a dedicated staff person. So you can just get some friends together um, and go to one of our events or like Kelly said, our simulcast events, which one of them is coming up in a like a month, right? That's right. The yes. Lifeway Women Live yes. simulcast is at the end of April. So yes. there's still time to sign up, sign your church up, sign up your small group, sign up you and a pal and y'all can and do it together. I'm going to clarify something on that too, Elizabeth, because yeah. we have people who ask us this. So the simulcast for Life Women Live is in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. But it's also a live event. And so yeah. people sometimes think, oh, it's a simulcast event, so it's not a live event. No, like you can come to the event while we're doing the simulcast. You can be in the room where it happens to quote Hamilton or you can or you can be in your home, in your pajamas. So there's pros and cons to both. We Absolutely. would love to see you either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think, too, I think one of the trends that I've seen is that women can't, you just cannot put things in a box anymore. Like mm-hmm. it used to be, hey, we're going to do Bible study at this day, at this time, and it just works. And right. I think schedules are completely different, and Mm -hmm. so you're going to have to offer a variety of when you offer Bible studies. And I have seen a huge trend. I will say this trend that I have seen. More and more churches are doing their groups in homes, which that's not a new thing. I mean, people have been meeting in their homes for a long time, but it just seems a little more intentional. Like, hey, we we have these offerings in homes join one of these groups and so that's kind of fun and i think there's good community and connection that can happen when you go to someone's house that's a little intimidating sometimes so Mm -hmm. uh i think for some women it's like i don't know can i you know but i I would encourage you that's the way you're going to get to know people yeah and just like anecdotally i've seen more people have a bible study in coffee shops and things like that because it's a very like uh, low stakes to meet at a coffee shop and you discuss the bible study and now we have several bible studies that have the video code in the book so you could watch the video before you come to bible study because i know that was always hard with some of our video studies to like do we set up somebody's laptop in the middle of you know the starbucks or whatever and like watch this video so now you can watch it or listen to it um before you get to group and you can do that so it's literally bible study out of the box um because now we don't have the boxes for some of our studies we have the codes right there in everybody's hands so did did i tell you that we had a when i was on uh, when i was a women's minister at a church we did have some women we had a coffee shop groups and we called them latte ladies i don't yes it was so much fun and so we had about four different groups that met in different coffee shops Uh and it was so fun because there are other people in the coffee shop who overhear what you're talking about and we had some really good gospel conversations with people just doing our bible studies together yeah yeah it's a fantastic way to um, invite new people in and to like just start conversations with people and yeah I love that and especially like if you're meeting with just one or two friends like that's a great way to do it because you're probably I mean be honest you're going to get some coffee either way so right. this way you can do it with a friend with doing the Bible study but yeah I've really seen a lot of people doing that and in homes as well I think that's definitely something that um, is on the rise and like you said uh, the different, like, this Tuesday morning Bible study used to be, like, growing up, that's what my mom did. 
I babysat for the Tuesday morning Bible study because I was homeschooled. So that was my like first job was babysitting for that. And that was that worked for a long time because a lot of the women didn't work outside the home. So they were able to come to Tuesday morning Bible study. But now the majority of women work outside the home or a lot of women are single. And so they can't they have jobs from nine to five, you know, um, and so they can't do the Tuesday morning Bible studies. And so um, finding those times when your church can do it, when the ladies in your church can do it is very helpful. Yeah. And, and there's still a big need for child yes. care, you know, so sometimes you do have to, you have to consider, okay, so our church has child care, maybe on Wednesday evening, we have right. some program. So we can't offer a women's Bible study here, or if, if they know that there's a parent's day out or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, so yeah, our and if our your church, church yeah. if most of the women yeah. in your church can still do a Tuesday morning Bible study, do the Tuesday morning Bible That's study, right. just kind of be aware of what your church needs and who's coming to your church and who might need Bible study at your church. And so, yeah, I think maybe have a Tuesday morning and have a Wednesday night or something like that. Exactly. Cause you also have, if you've got a, a group of older women who don't feel safe about driving right. at, you know, after dark, uh, that's when a good, a good daytime study is mm-hmm. something that you want to offer. And like, I, I would encourage churches too. don't forget that Sunday morning, your church probably has some form of a, of groups. Yes. You might call it life groups. You might call it small groups. You Sunday school, Sunday school, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I think almost every church, there's probably a group of women who don't fit into other groups as well, or it's very awkward. So I see great, there's a group of women at my church, and I don't go to a huge church, you guys. So the group of women that have been doing their group on Sunday mornings, they're using Lifeway studies. And so they're using some of our studies. They they might take twice as long because they don't have as much time Mm -hmm. if they want to show a video and then do some discussion. So they kind of go back and forth on that. But this group of women... I have seen them, I've seen it grow because it's not just about the Bible. Like they do have Bible study, then they do that on Sunday mornings, but they're getting together at other times in the week. They have formed a pickleball group. They have formed, <laughs> like they, they get I together. <laughs> and last week I saw the leader and I was like, can I join the pickleball group? Yeah. And, and she was like, well, I guess, you know, so I, I don't know. They. I got put on the group me text message or whatever. I love so, it. But who knows what, if I can go because they play at all different times. So we'll see. Um, speaking of group me, I feel like that's a very subtle trend in ministry of all kinds because my church has several group me. Group me is an app that's basically allows group texting, sort of. I mean, that's the easy way to phrase it. Um, a and it's easy for people to join in on a group me and to exit a group me. And so um, my church uses it for the college ministry. They use it for uh, my small group uses it. It's just like an easy way to get in touch with a lot of people at the same time. So I would say um, that's a great app for women's ministry leaders to look into. And yeah. it's free as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We use it so, for a prayer t- for a prayer group yeah. with our Lifeway trainers. So that's how we connect with each other when we're praying for each other, and we can yeah. check on each other and and do that. Do you ever use Voxer, Elizabeth? Yes, I do use Voxer with some okay. of my long distance friends. I don't use it a ton, um, but with some of my long distance friends, I do, and that's a great way. It's like a kind of like voice memos, but yeah, they save longer than they do in the text thread. <laughs> 
Do you use Marco yeah. Polo? I use Marco Polo more than I use Boxer. I don't use Marco Polo, but that's just because most of my friends don't use don't it. Use so it. I had one friend who um, asked if we could use it, and everybody else trot her down. So we uh, we don't use that, but I definitely know a lot of people that do. So. Yeah. Well, Marco Polo is another app, but it is more of a video message mm-hmm. app, too. So Voxer is more of audio, and you can leave messages that way, and then Marco Polo. And you can you can put together groups on Marco Polo, too, mm-hmm. and leave it that way. So that's And Voxer. Yeah. I had a small group that used Voxer for a little while for, like, it was an easy way to give do prayer requests, like you said, and to even pray for people via mm. vo- uh, voice message so that they could hear you pray. Um but yeah, we did that for a little while. But yeah, so That's good. using technology, I feel like COVID helped us to learn some things that some things we we want to get rid of ever like and never use again. But then some of the things we're like, oh, this is actually helpful for even in non-pandemic times. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even the Lifeway on Demand app, there's a Lifeway on Demand app mm-hmm. that you can watch the videos or you can go to the Lifeway Women app and you can watch videos, and you can listen to the Mark podcast even through the yeah. app. So, you know, hey, we've all kinds of technology. There we go. Yes, yes. Don't ask me how to do. Like, don't ask me. Yeah. How we get those things on those apps? We have people who who do that, but yeah. it's there. I know how to. I know how to hit the button. And <laughs> there you go. Do that. All right. You all had right. a couple more trends. I did. Okay, so. I do think traveling is on the rise. I do think people are feeling a lot more comfortable. And so we're seeing that. And that can mean a lot of different things. Uh, And but Lifeway, even for us, we're looking at different ways that people can travel. And our cruise business has grown a lot um, over the last couple of years. Um, the Israel trip with Christy McClellan, McClellan is sold out. I think that they are trying to open up more spaces for that. Uh, but the Alaskan cruise with Stephen Curtis Chapman. So those are those are travel opportunities that you can be with like-minded people. But I do think there's a, a sense of, I mean, you and I have talked about that. It's like mm-hmm. kind of the itch to go somewhere. There's a lot of travel and there's a lot of opportunity now because a lot of people work from anywhere. So they can work from their homes or they can work from Italy or whatever has Wi-Fi. So um, I think that's encouraging a lot of people to travel while they're Mm -hmm. while they may not have had the opportunity in the past because of their jobs or their work. Now they can just go whenever. So why not? Yeah, (laughs) I I also think that there is there is this new I mean, there's a group of women and I feel like there's just this trend of women saying, hey, is I, I, I really love studying the Bible, but I really want to, I'm studying on my own, but I really want to learn more than just doing a Bible study, a printed Bible study. I want to do it. I want to be able to open the word and I want to be able to dig deeper. And so, uh, Elizabeth, can you kind of talk a little bit more? I mean, we've talked about Life Women Academy, but I really do think that that's something that a trend that I think will help women. So tell yeah. me about, like, there's a new course Yes. Right? So there's yeah. a new course on theology. It's called What We Believe, Theology 101. And it's taught by Jen Wilkin, Elizabeth Woodson, Christy Thornton, and Mary Wiley. Um, and it's just a great primer on what we believe and a little bit about why we believe it. And um, so it's just good for people who are like, I want to know a little bit more about the essentials of what we believe. Like, why do we believe 
why I keep hearing these terms like Trinity and like um, I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Antinomial. Yeah, the nature of man. Or yes, who yes. God is, or yeah, there's. I mean, all the sanctification yes. and justification. Yes. Yeah, and so this kind of goes through those in a on a level that is kind of a little bit more than Bible studies, but not quite as high of a level as seminary courses would do and it's on demand so when you're traveling um out of the country or wherever you are as long as you have internet you can uh, be a part of life with women academy and so i think that's something that life with women academy was born out of this trend that we were seeing of women wanting to be equipped to study the bible on their own and also get a gain a confidence to do that and so um i think that's a good a good trend that we're we're loving and we're wanting to just help women who want to who have that desire to do that and then point them towards seminary if they want to continue learning because we have so many great seminaries that have wonderful programs for women and so we we don't want the learning to ever stop um and and it doesn't but you can definitely um learn with a go all the way get your phd that's right. Well, and the Life of Women Academy, I, I like, one of the things I like about it is it's, like, if you were in a regular course, you, there's no slowing down. Like, you're going to have deadlines every week, and you're going to have to keep up. And this one, you do at your own pace, which is yeah. really nice. So if you have a crazy few weeks or a month or whatever, it's still there, and it's and you pick it up when you're ready to pick it back up. I like yeah. that. Before we move on, Kelly, I wanted to ask you about, with the traveling trend, mm. Um, how are you seeing women's ministry leaders respond to that, to women being out of, you know, their area for maybe extended periods of time? Because I know, like, um, my parents travel all winter and they're not in their home church f- during that season. Um, I'm considering traveling for a month or so. So how do how can women's ministry leaders and churches, like, still keep those women involved and how can the travelers also make sure that they stay rooted in their church and in their faith? Yeah. You know, I was actually talking to some of my church staff about this particular thing as far as just the cycles of a year. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about when people, like when you can kind of expect most of your people to be there, when they start kind of leaving for whether it's spring break with families or you see summer vacations or things like that. So I think there are kind of ebbs and flows that you have to consider. And then if you are the person traveling, like figure out how you can, if you want to stay connected and you are involved in something, is it something that you can set up a Zoom call or you can set up something where you're still part of it? Even though we don't, we may not be meeting completely on, on, Zoom or whatever platform mm-hmm. you're using, I do think that you can offer that option for women who want to stay connected. Even even for me, if I'm out of town or I'm traveling, I'll probably go to YouTube and I will watch my church service on yeah. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there, at least I feel like I'm connected. I feel like I know what's happening at my church. I feel like I'm still, you know, kind of there in a way and so that helps uh that helps me but i do think you have to figure out and here's another thing like with summer coming i mean we're here we are in the spring but with summer coming i think a lot of women's ministries think okay summer 
nothing. Yeah. We're not doing anything because nobody's here. And that's not necessarily true. You may right. have a group of I've seen home groups do really well in the summer, but pick something that doesn't have maybe as much homework Mm -hmm. or where women could miss a week and and jump right back in. So think about your women and make it easy for them. I think that's the key. Make it easy for everyone. Yeah. My church has done um, a women's Bible study before and they've done it where they've done it two different ways. And I honestly don't know which one had more people. Um, But one time they did it where it was like six weeks straight and then one time they did it where it was just a series of four weeks but it was once a month, I believe. And so they just did like once a month in the summer for four months, they were getting together to do a Bible study. And it wasn't like a Bible study where there was like homework. It was just kind of a go and watch someone speak and discuss it amongst yourselves kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think those, I think it's a time to get creative and get people involved in different ways. And, and I think too, of college students, like you, our church has a ton of college students. So a lot of them go away in the summer, but not all of them do. And so just thinking through like, how can we still involve people when it's maybe in a different rhythm than our normal rhythm? And I think the apps we listed, we listed earlier. And then, like you said, there's so many ways through technology nowadays to like stay involved. And yeah. And I would even encourage leaders don't let the end of spring come. Don't let summer get here and you don't have a plan yeah. <laughs> for when you pick things back up if if you are taking a break. Because women want to know what's coming next and when. And, to, I mean, from what I see, summer is over at the end of July. Yeah. People are back the first week in August. Our schools start here in August. Now, it depends on where you are in the country right, right. as to where what that looks like for you. But you need to have a plan. And, and maybe it's a kickoff event, even in August, of thinking through. You may not start Bible studies till after Labor Day. That might be a traditional time when you, mm-hmm. you start, you know, your fall studies. But that is a good time to, to let people know what's happening. So don't finish. Don't get to... And when, once Mother's Day is over, <laughs> you better have a plan for the next, yeah. for the fall. Yeah. Yes, for sure. All right. So women also responded that some of them would like to know about our favorite Bible studies. That was like the second place um, poll result. So this is hard because we work in this area and we, um, I I'm an editor for Bible study, so it's hard for me to, like, talk about a favorite. So we decided we would talk about some that maybe had impacted us throughout the years. And this is not to say, here our disclaimer, this is not to say that others have not impacted us. But it's just as we've been working um, through them on our own or just, for me, a lot of it is as I edit. um, There are just some that stand out because of... Usually it's because of the season of life that I'm currently in Mm -hmm. while I'm editing that Bible study. Um, And so it has more to do with that and God's timing than like words on a page by one author was like, we're better than another author. So yeah, I feel like the need to make this huge disclaimer because I'm like, I work with all of these people and they're all so good. They're also, and I think we have to say too, every author, the way they write Bible studies is very different. So if you look at Jen Wilkin, who's very inductive, who's very much like she's not giving you much, much, 
she's asking you a lot of questions and asking yeah. you to do a lot of that, and then you watch her teaching, as opposed to maybe someone else who maybe adds a lot of their own commentary or adds maybe some personal illustrations in that. So there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just yeah. very different approaches. So yeah. And you know what, Kelly? Here's what, here's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Because. We're coming to 20, 25 minutes. So oh, here's what, oh here's what I'm going to yes. say. Is okay. What are some Bible studies that have marked your walk with Christ? Oh, that sounds good. Let's there do let's, go. let's, let's <laughs> So we get the this. question in. Yeah. Let's just get it in and let's, let, we'll wrap it up. Yes. Um, you're going to make me go first? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. You have some written out here in the show notes. I did. Because I I was thinking through this, and this is not a Lifeway study, so hey, just so you don't think that we're a huge commercial, um, even though we (laughs) love who we work for, because I think it was was the season of my life when I first got married, I started going to Bible Study Fellowship. Uh It was a weekly study. I've done, well, at at the time that what was offered... I've done every year Bible Study Fellowship. Now, they've added some things. They've changed some things over the last few years, so I haven't been able to go back in and do some of that. But it was it impacted me. It impacted my family because our entire family did Bible Study Fellowship, and I think that was a little bit unique that in the way that we did that it helped me learn how to study an inductive way of learning Scripture. Mm-hmm. So you really dug in on your own, and then you worked through it as a group, and then you heard the lecture. So that was good. Okay, that one. Then um, a Lifeway study, um, one of the early ones I did, and I think it's still in print with Lifeway, is Beth Morse, A Woman's Heart, God's Dwelling Place on the Tabernacle. That was very impactful. Yeah, I've heard great things about that one. I need yeah. to order it to do it. Yeah, and then uh, Kelly Mentor's Ruth study. I loved mm-hmm. that study, and now I haven't done the the new and ex- the, new the, the revised and expanded one, but I did the original one two or three times with different groups. So that one was a favorite. And then I really like Mary Wiley's Everyday Theology. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about the Life of Women Academy course, uh, but I've done that twice now with different groups and enjoyed that. And then Priscilla Shire's Gideon study. We talk a lot about armor of God and Elijah, but. I don't know why. I just really, really like the Gideon study. Yeah. I've heard that same thing. I've heard a lot of people that that's their favorite, too. Really? Um, yeah. So I think I think it's a good one. Maybe because yeah. we don't really dive in. Like, we know the story of Gideon, but we don't dive into right. it. And she just really dives into his narrative. Yeah. yeah. And we don't we – don't, study much in the book of judges really <laughs> like that's where that is right yes, I, yes. okay i was like wait i said that and then i was like i'm sure it's there and yes. yeah um okay yeah. your turn okay so some of the ones that have marked me are um a beth morwen entrusted i was mm-hmm. an editor on that one and that was one where um by the end of it it was i just loved so it's on second timothy and I loved how she talked about the end of Paul's life and just how, and it really brought Paul <laughs> alive to me in that I knew who he was. I knew who Timothy was. And then um, at the very end, there's just this passage where she talks about all the people he names. Um, and he says, and only Luke is with me. And even now when I was like, say that, I just remember reading that. And it was such a like sweet thing that Luke would stick by his friend and also that uh, Paul was entrusting all of this to Timothy and just like what an impact his life was. And then he was entrusting that to Timothy to keep going. Um, and so I really enjoyed that one. Armor of God. Yeah. I, I know you said that's a lot of people's favorites. But 
it for me, I got to do a lot of the research on it. So I'm a real like nerd and I love just learning all about like first century warfare. (laughs) And like it just made it so interesting to me. Like, for example, the sword of the spirit, the Bible that word that's used there is mostly used for these like short little swords so they're mostly used um in close battle yeah like a dagger and so they're mostly used for like close battle and so just the thought of like Mm. the bible is not meant to be like something that we wave around at a distance as a weapon it's like a close thing that we have close to us and it's always Mm -hmm. with us and so just thinking through that and all the different things that she brings out in the study um as as you go through each piece of armor and thinking about what it meant for the people at the time who were very familiar with these these different pieces of armor and would have been able to visualize them and know exactly what paul was saying and so that one i love um i loved getting to research that and Mm -hmm. yeah and then finally, With Us in the Wilderness by Lauren Chandler, which yes. is on Numbers, which is such a a book that we don't often talk about, how it impacts us in our spiritual walk. But I think um, I was editing it as we were in COVID, like the first um, couple of months of the pandemic. And so it was a real w- wilderness time, like yeah. actually wilderness time. And so just thinking um, about how God is still with us and how... The Israelites had no idea what was going on, um, even though God told them, like, they just were clueless. And so um, just thinking about his presence with them in the fire and in the cloud and all the ways that he just wants to be with his people. And so I think she said somewhere in there that the whole Bible is about God dwelling with his people. And I just thought that was such a, like, beautiful thing, especially in a time when we could not dwell with one another um, because of COVID. So so I think those three really have marked me in a lot of ways. Um, A lot of them have, but and they've all three marked me in very different ways, I feel like, too. Well, and can we just say, it's really not the Bible study that marks us, it's God's Word that (laughs) marks us. Yes. So it's, but it's the tool, right? It's the tool that helps us understand. Mm -hmm. It's the tool that helps us think differently instead of, you know, because it's one thing to read scripture and to, to ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten us through the scripture. But I I do love that our Bible studies help you go a little bit, um, maybe just a little bit, I don't want to say deeper, but they help you to like break out some things and to notice some things that you wouldn't have noticed on your own. Um, that's why we always say like Bible study is better done in community because Mm -hmm. the things that I notice are not the same things that you're going to notice. And those aren't the same things that Lauren Chandler will notice as she reads through numbers. And so it's just like another, it's almost like having community there. And she has consulted, like all of our authors have consulted all kinds of commentaries. And um, like when I was helping Priscilla research, I'm I'm researching like old uh, army books or whatever. Like, so yeah. it's just all this stuff that comes together that helps you. And in that way, it's kind of almost a little bit of a tool for you to use that like is a shortcut because these people have studied this right. in a lot of ways. And so that way you can have all this commentary sort of um, in one author. And And I would even encourage people, that's why you keep your Bible. Like even if you've done the Bible study, I I mean, 
they become commentaries, really. Yes. I've the, gone back to several yeah. and just been like, oh, wait, what did I know that this was a question somewhere? Let me see Absolutely. what she said about it or or what sources she used so that I can also go to those sources. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been telling people a lot lately. I'm like, read people's footnotes. Yes, or the in notes. notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. because when you see that, you see where that the sources where they got mm-hmm. it and where, where they studied, and it, it's a huge help. And yeah. and like you said, Elizabeth, they've done a lot of the hard heavy lifting for you, so you don't have to. And that's one of the beauties of you know doing a Bible study that someone's edited and someone's researched. And uh, I I do think that's one of the reasons people love our studies. Because they do know that we treasure biblical truth. That's one of our value statements at Lifeway. And they know that we take that very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we do. For sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do, do you think people understand, Elizabeth, the, the process of a Bible study being done? Because I, I think that we think this author writes a study and we just publish it. But it goes through a lot of hands. It yes. goes through a lot of research and a lot of readers theological readers we actually have an episode coming up in may where we talk with one of our editors and we can go we can do a deep dive of the process so we'll do that then sounds good all right i think we've covered enough i think think so too i I think that people are probably (laughs) like okay that's enough so enough about our bible studies the trends but hey we're excited about spring we're excited that you join us and so thanks again for being here this week come back next week we'll see you then Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for teen girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.